welcome to the Garden Angelus, where we talk about flowers, veggies, and all the best dirt. I'm Dee Nash. And I'm Carol Michael. Hey, Carol, how's it going today? It's a beautiful wintry day in Indianapolis. The snow is coming down. It's beautiful. Well, we don't have snow yet in Oklahoma, but I hear this weekend we get a nice wintry mix. Nothing says Christmas like that. Yes, and then with everybody out shopping and running around, I hope it's not one of those really messy snows. No, we like the fluffy snow, the snow that looks good and is like a Hallmark card. That's what we all like. So when it's snowing outside, we have flowers inside, don't we, Dee? Yes, I'm a flower maniac inside, that's for sure. And so this week we're going to talk a little bit about Christmassy flowers and also decorating for the season of Advent. So tell me, have you bought any new flowers this week for inside? Um, I have bought, yes, yesterday I went and bought a poinsettia. Hey, do you pronounce it poinsettia or poinsettia? I usually say poinsettia. Yeah, I say poinsettia. I don't know why. Anyway, I bought one of those. I also bought a cute little uh, rosemary Christmas tree that is sitting here right in my kitchen where I record. And uh, it's so cute. It has a little gold bow on top. And I found that at, I found this one at at, uh, Trader Joe's. I almost said TJ Maxx. That would be funny. Do you have luck with those rosemaries you buy at Christmas time actually living all the way through Christmas? No, they last until about Christmas and then they're done. Yeah, I think that they are, you know, they've been moved around too much and they're unhappy. Plus people overwater them. I don't water mine very much. But the scent is very nice for the time that they're there. So I still think they're worth buying, even though we know we're going to kill them. Yeah, I think it cost me $7.99. For $7.99, that is a cute little plant. And then I also, of course, have my amaryllis. You'll be happy to know I planted my amaryllis this past week. Three of them in a pot with paper whites, all one big mess. Ooh, that sounds delicious, actually. I would like to see that when it blooms. Maybe you'll put it up on Instagram? Probably put it on Instagram, probably put it on my blog. But um, I looked online for pictures of paper whites growing with amaryllis, and I could find nothing. So it's either a really dumb idea, and that's why there are no pictures, or I am a brilliant trendsetter. I'm going to vote for Brilliant Trendsetter this time. Let's see how it goes. I mean, I've put, I don't think I've ever put paper whites with amaryllis. Um, The only part would be judging the bloom time because one tends to bloom a little differently than the other. But you can just cut off the stalks. Right. Like that. Cover them up. I actually think the paper whites will bloom first. And then I was sort of hoping that the amaryllis would hold the paper whites up, even if it was just foliage. So we'll see. Right. And then you could just make them foliage and that'd be really pretty too. Um, Sharon Lovejoy shared on, I think it was on Facebook, that what she does is right now she plants just a little bit of wheatgrass and she has that in the center of her table. So you can do just almost anything green that you want to. Um, I like, personally, I like bulbs though, you know. I got a question this week. So can we talk about that for a minute? We can. About bulbs? Yes. I got a question from a young reader listener. And she was very um, stressed out because she was trying to force hyacinths. 
and she didn't realize that they needed a cold period. So let's just quickly talk about how hyacinths need 8 to 12 weeks in the cold to get them to force properly. You're basically imitating what nature does outside before they plant, before they do it in spring. But you are supposed to start them much earlier. I start mine in September or at the end of August, and I put them out in my fridge, and then I bring them in right about the time that they're about a half an inch tall and they have roots coming out from the bottom. So I do most of mine in glasses, but I do a few in pots. I follow the same method for all of them. So since she hadn't started her hyacinths, she could start them now, but she'd have to put them outside because she doesn't have a garage fridge and she does live in Oklahoma. And so to do that, they wouldn't actually bloom until about March. So I suggested that she take them back to the store where actually at the nursery, they told her that they'd bloom just fine. They were not pre-chilled. I was a little disappointed in my local nursery for telling her that. But um, I said, go back and get an amaryllis or some paper whites. Try not to buy Ziva because Ziva paper whites don't, you know, they smell more strongly than some of the others. Right. And I also suggested that she run by Trader Joe's and get um, some cheerfulness uh, paper whites and um, the cheer they have cheerfulness which smells delicious well, that's good so, advice that's my deal that's very Thanks. good advice the other thing is sometimes right after the holidays you will see them put out uh, hyacinths that have been chilled by the the nursery or the wholesaler and they've already got the roots and the shoots and starting to show some flowers and she could buy those right after the holidays probably yes Yes, she could. I suggested that, too. Um, here, where we live, I don't know about where you live, but Aldi's and Trader Joe's both have hyacinths for sale in both in um, pots and in glasses. So that was my suggestion. That way she can still get the scent, and it's not cheating, just, just being smart. Right. Well, guess what I bought at the garden center this week, Dee? I don't know. What did you buy? I walked into the garden center to buy wreaths for the front of my house. And there staring me in the face is what I believe to be the true Christmas cactus, not the Thanksgiving no cactus. Yes. And I might have squealed a little bit, and I don't know if I squealed yeah. out loud or not, and the lady kind of looked at me. I'm like, it's a true Christmas cactus. And I was what very excited. What color is it? It's pink. Pink. I. You know what? You're going to have to take a picture of it for me. I haven't seen a true Christmas cactus in a long time. We shared on our Facebook page that you can tell the difference between the three types of that succulent by looking at the points or non-points on the ends. And we even had a diagram that we got from a, another website and gave them a little shout out. So if people want to know the difference, they can go look on our Facebook page. Right. So I will uh, definitely get a picture of that up on Instagram. I'm excited. I can't believe you found one. I couldn't either. I, and I, I paid more than I would want to pay, but that's okay. I got a true Christmas cactus. And if it is really a true Christmas cactus, I'm going to cut that thing into starts and make starts and send them out to people. Oh, that's cool because then you can share it with everyone else. Um, sharing is caring, as you know. As I know. So you want to talk a little bit about... Uh, Decorating for the Christmas season, we've been bringing in all these flowers to our houses. Are you one of those, let's put everything for Christmas up right the day after Thanksgiving, or are you one of those that waits? I usually wait because um, I'm Catholic and you're Catholic, and so we celebrate the season of Advent. And because of that, 
we kind of bring things out a little at a time. Is that how you do it too? That That's how I do it. I, I kind of have a mess in the back room of boxes and crates that are open and then I see something and I bring it out. And so it just sort of gradually becomes Christmas, not in all, not all one fell swoop. And you enjoy it better that, that way, I think. I think you do too, because you get to lengthen it out. And I actually leave my Christmas things up until Epiphany and it's the Feast of Epiphany. And so because of that, it, you know, I, I get to enjoy it plenty of time and not be sick of it. And that's a nice thing too. I do have my tree up this time though, because I'm having a party on December 14th. And since I'm having a party, I'm doing most of my Christmas stuff a little earlier, but I'm still, you know, slowly bringing it out. Nice. I start to put stuff away though, after New Year's Day and I take about a week until we get to Epiphany and the last things the last thing up is the nativity set. Yeah, here too. We take down our tree probably we usually do it on New Year's Day. I didn't this year, but um I asked my daughter about that and she said I took it down later on. So Very nice. So you want to talk about veggies now? Yeah, let's talk about veggies. I hear you got a good one for us. I am. I I'm uh, starting microgreens this week. And it they're very easy, and they're the, basically the young shoots of, of radishes and broccoli and cabbage and um, all different kale. kale. You can do all different types of, of vegetables, and you usually buy a mix that's called a microgreens mix, and they have different flavors. And they're simple to sew. I, I use uh, deep saucers, and I put like a, an inch of, of seed starting mix in there. Make sure it's really wetted down. Sow a few seeds on top and then cover it and put it in a strong light. And I do use a grow light for mine. And it takes about a week to 10 days. And they'll germinate and you get that first leaf and then you just cut those off and eat them. And you put them on sandwiches? Sandwiches or salads. Um, I think they just add a nice little spark to a salad. The, The thing I did wrong the first time I tried them is... I I sewed like a half flat of microgreens, and that's a lot of microgreens to eat all at once. I was going to say that. (laughs) (laughs) I can't imagine. So I I recommend people sew them in uh, like four or five-inch saucers or be plenty big enough to make a salad for three or four people out of of one of those. Um, And then start one every three or four days, and so you just keep having a continuous supply. They're really good for you, and also they brighten up winter salads and winter food. You can put them on top of chili and a bunch of other stuff. In fact, um, Bill and I were at this really shishi restaurant. I think it was in, it was probably around our anniversary in May, and at the bar, they had flat after flat of microgreens, and they had a local farmer do them for them, and they'll use that many in a week, but obviously I would not because there's only me and Bill and Claire. So. Right. So I, I think it's a nice thing to, to do, and it keeps your, sort of keeps your hand in the winter garden, in the veggie garden in the wintertime, and gives you that little something extra. Yeah, and you could also grow a little wheatgrass with it and have it as a centerpiece if you wanted to. That, I had never heard of doing that at Christmas. I've seen it done for Easter. Right. Um, but, but since I'm gluten-free, I, I'll probably not be planting any, any wheatgrass. Yeah, I would, I would guess not. <laughs> Um, the other thing you can grow, uh, microgreens out of basil 
it takes a little longer to germinate, but if you want that real nice taste of basil on a pizza or mm. spaghetti or something like that, you can do microgreens with basil too. I think basil would be delicious. I think dill would be good too. Can you microgreen dill? I guess you can. I would guess you can, considering how easily it comes up in my garden from seeds that are just cast out there by me not deadheading the dill that grows. I would guess you could easily grow dill. Yeah, that'd be really good on top of sandwiches too. A ham sandwich with dill microgreen sprouts. I'm hungry now. Mm. <laughs> now we sound like Chip and Joanna talking about a ham sandwich. <laughs> Chip always wanted a ham sandwich. Oh <laughs> uh, well, let's move on. We got some dirt for December, don't we, Dee? Yeah, let's talk about gifts for gardeners. What kind of gifts would you want as a gardener if somebody were buying for you? Well, if somebody was buying for me, they would be hard-pressed to find a gift that I don't don't already have. Well, that's the truth. But if <laughs> we I have so many tools and books, there are always a few new ones that come out. Now, I I'd be remiss not to make a plug that my books make excellent gifts for any gardener. As does And my your book. book would make an excellent gift. Yes. So look up our names on Amazon. You'll see all of our books. But the one that I, I would give out, and, and I, I might get a couple of them for some folks for Christmas, is the uh, Cobra Head Mini Weeder Cultivator. Yeah, I like the mini one. It really is good at getting in those little cracks and things. Yeah, it fits so nice in your hand, and I can put it in my back pocket and... You know, forget it's there until I need it. And I just think it's, especially if you have a raised bed garden and you're just kind of scratching around to get weeds in tight places, the mini cobra head is the bomb. I think it's one of the best um, pieces of equipment on the market. I would say that if somebody were going to buy me a gift this year, I would want the Hudson Valley Seed Calendar. So Hudson Valley Seeds, they make all different kinds of seed packets, but they have these beautiful ones that have paintings. They hire artists throughout the year to paint certain paintings for their seeds. Well, they compile all of those paintings into a calendar. And actually, I usually buy it every year because I just like it. And that would be one of the gifts that I would definitely give. It's just a beautiful thing, and you have it right by your desk or wherever. And even though I still keep all my calendar on my phone, I like that visual aid right by my desk to look at, you know? Oh, that sounds really pretty. I'm going to have to check that out. So w- there at, uh, I'm assuming that we could just Google Hudson Valley seed ca- calendar yeah. and up it would pop. Exactly. You can just go to their website or you can just Google what we just said and you'll find it and pop up immediately and they'll send it right out. It's a great gift. That sounds wonderful. What else would you get a gardener? Um, I also like the Sneebor. I think I'm saying that right. S-N-E-E-B-O-E-R. Sneebor tools. And I know you can get those from Garden Tool Company. And they have out a, I love their trowels. They're transplanting trowels. And they have one out this year that has a bottle opener on it. Now, I don't drink beer being gluten-free, but um, I know a lot of gardeners who do. And I guess you could just pop open a cold one as soon as you finish planting that flat of pansies or something in the spring. That that sounds really nice. <laughs> um, my favorite trowel is also a Sneebor. It does not have a beer opener. And since I don't drink beer, um, 
I would probably get that for maybe my brother-in-law or somebody like that who might who might actually pop a beer after they've been planting. Yeah. But the sneebore tools are wonderful. Any any sneebore hand tool would be a great gift for a gardener. And they're beautiful. And if you hang them up on your you know in your garage or on a tool rack. And look at them fondly over the winter. It reminds you of all the fun you're going to have next spring. That's right. And when I go out and speak to groups, and I I do a talk about garden tools because, you know, I have the world's largest hoe collection. Yes, you do. Yeah. Um, I tell them, you can cheap out on a lot of things in gardening and be frugal, but don't be frugal with your trowel because... It is no fun with a cheap trowel that bends if you put it in the ground and hit a rock or something, but the sneebore is practically indestructible. It is. You know, the only thing is if you left it out there, which I've been known to do before, but, and these aren't cheap tools. These are kind of expensive, but they're worth every penny. I would say on weeders, hand weeders, and also your trowels, don't cheap out, and also your watering cans. Go on and spend decent money on a watering can, too. Because especially if you have a greenhouse like I do, a decent watering can makes all the difference. Well, I hope Santa does bring me something nice like that for Christmas. But he better look in my garage first to make sure that I don't already have it. You don't already have the calendar. You could get that. That's true. I'll get the calendar. And I got... Okay, dear Santa, I want a Hudson Valley seed calendar for Christmas. There you go. And Love, Carol. Love, Carol. I've been good this year. I also bought a copy of your book um, to put up with all my other Christmas decorations and read by the fire. So I'm excited about the Christmas cottontail. Well, thank you. You know, I was at a book fair this past weekend, and Santa was there. And uh, Santa approves of my book. Yeah, it seems that Santa took a picture with you and your book, right? Well, with yeah, with a couple of my books. And then, you know, of course, there's that. I need to explain some things that happened this past year. It wasn't really my fault, and it should not be held against me when making out a list for me for Christmas. Oh, so you went through all that with Santa, too. (laughs) Well, I tried, but, you know, he's a busy guy. I'm going to have to write a letter. Never waste an opportunity, right? Right. Anyway, Dee, that sounds like a, enough for our podcast this week. Well, what have you got queued up next week? Next week, we're going to talk more about um, indoor plants, including maybe some more about poinsettias and how they should be used for Christmas, but maybe not for other things. And also, you know, the question that people always ask us is, how do, you, how do I get my amaryllis to rebloom? How do I get my orchid to rebloom? How do I get my poinsettia to turn red again? So we'll discuss that next time. All right. Sounds very good. Well, we thank our listeners for listening into the Garden Angelist yet again on episode five. They can find us on iTunes and subscribe there. They can also look for the Garden Angelist. We're on Facebook and we're on Instagram and uh, Twitter. So look for us there or email us at thegardenangelist at gmail.com if you have any questions or suggestions. Bye, everybody. Thanks for listening. Bye.